You're listening to The Luxury Item, the podcast on the business of luxury and the people and companies that are shaping the future of the luxury industry. Here's your host, Scott Kerr. Among the many potential permanent trends as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic is the shift to private jet travel. In the past two years, the private jet industry has been one of the few bright spots in an unprecedented travel downturn. The reason? An influx of new patrons who have turned to private planes, which come with more flexibility over scheduling and the ability to choose your fellow passengers in times of uncertainty. One global private aviation company that has been tearing up the skies during this surge is VistaJet. Founded in 2004 by the company's chairman, Thomas Floor, VistaJet sold more than 22,000 annual subscription hours in 2021, a significant increase of 90% compared to its 2020 numbers. And it looks like business is not slowing down anytime soon. My guest today on The Luxury Item is Matteo Atti, Executive Vice President of Marketing and Innovation at VistaJet. In this role, he leads a global marketing team in charge of the entire customer journey. Matteo began his career in Gucci during the Tom Ford tenure. He has led Nokia retail campaigns for over 30,000 shops, as well as headed the business development team for Bottega Veneta, catering to the luxury fashions elite. In London, he worked alongside Sir Paul Smith to refocus the business around its core attributes, products, and brand. His products have been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Rob Report, New York Times, Business Insider, and he has been a contributor to Forbes magazine. His ideas won the Legends Award from Departures Magazine in 2019 and 2020. Matteo is also a professor of luxury business development at the International University of Monaco. Welcome to the luxury item, Matteo. Good afternoon, Scott. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great to have you on the show. So let's dive right in. So could you tell my listeners about VistaJet, its founder and its history and its business model? Well, VistaJet was born in 2004. It was founded by Thomas Floor on one idea, having a consistent global and simple service in private aviation. Sounds like a pipe dream if you think how many different companies are in in this world and how fragmented it is. And he said, I just want something that works perfectly. And today, this is the first and only truly global private aviation company covering 96% of the world, 187 countries, with over 80 aircraft, uh, all silver and red. You can recognize them on any, uh, on the tarmac in every airport, you see them. The red Um, stripe, right? Yes, exactly. Silver with a red stripe is one of the few very recognizable liveries in private aviations. And the way you can go get on board is very simple. You buy a block of hours and you only pay for the hours you need. So full transparency, full transparency, say that you need 100 hours or 200 hours to fly around the world. Uh, We pay for the aircraft and you simply rent the hours you need. Um, The key thing here is of course, that is not just the aircraft you're chartering. You expect to have the same service as you would have in uh, a suite or in your own mansion. Um, We are the only company that has a cabin uh, uh, hostess on every flight. When they are trained by the British Butler Institute, Mm -hmm. we have the finest wine uh, and private dining selections, the fastest Wi-Fi in the sky. We have pet services, a kids program, uh, permanent bedrooms. And also we have uh, a private world 
made of all the partners that we can uh, uh, rely on to help our customers follow their passions on board and a destination. So when Thomas launched this thing in 2004, did he see something in the market that just wasn't being addressed at the time? The reality was that he was describing uh, uh, the charter world as very inconsistent. And he was saying, I'm paying the same amount as being in a suite, in a presidential suite of the Four season, and I need to stand up and do my own coffee in a styrofoam cup in a cabin that I cannot predict what it will look like on an aircraft of an undiscriminate age uh, and where I don't have a, a safety record that is consistent around the world. And he was saying, why would I accept this from one of the most expensive items uh, in the world? Uh, you would not accept that from your own home. Um, and why would we accept uh, this inconsistency? He said, when I go to uh, hotel chains or to the best fashion brands, I know exactly how they'll greet me. I know exactly what will happen once I step inside. And I know what to expect time after time. This makes my life simpler. I don't need to rediscuss everything every time. Can I please have this from private aviation? Nobody was offering it to him and he decided to do it. Hmm. So how large is the uh, VistaJet fleet now? And what kind of aircraft does it offer? The visitor fleet is uh, over 80 aircraft, and we have the largest uh, fleet of the Global 7500, which is an incredible aircraft that flies over 17 hours, almost 8,000 nautical miles. It is the longest uh, range of business jet uh, ever built. That's Bombardier, right? That's Bombardier, yes. We have been uh, the closest partner of the Canadian manufacturer since inception. Thomas's first... Uh, um, aircraft was a Learjet back then, and we have been uh, the largest uh, uh, client of Bombardier for the last few years. Um, we also placed at some point an order for 6.7 billion uh, in aircraft. So definitely a close relationship. Yeah. And I was just reading that VistaJet just added the Bombardier Global 7500 to its fleet, and uh, they dubbed it the Ferrari of the skies, which I love that. So could you talk about this brand new edition? And what makes it so special? Well, the 7500 is a game changer. I don't know if you had the chance to be on a Global 6000, which was their top of the range uh, aircraft before. Mm -hmm. um, the cabin is pretty similar, but they elongated it, adding a permanent bedroom at the end. So you enter and you have four different living areas. You have a full functioning kitchen at the front. You have a, a seating area. Then you have a, a table uh, that goes from side to side on the cabin. Then you enter the cinema room or the entertainment room with a full-on sofa and a large screen TV. And then you go to the permanent bedroom with a, a double bed, a library and, uh, um, and a chair. Uh, and then you and then you have uh, two, uh, two bathrooms, one at the beginning and one at the end of the aircraft. And what is really special about this aircraft is, well, you can basically go anywhere in the world. I mean, 17 hours of flight is an incredible amount of time. Right. We've done some incredible flights that were not possible before. And if every aircraft, every private jet is a time machine, this is literally a time machine because you also remove any stop for fueling uh, uh, when you're traveling around the world. On top of that, it has uh, the fastest speed uh, uh, for a business jet. And that becomes a really impressive way to save time, but also to have the best time on board. Because with all the different areas, you have maximum privacy. 
uh, with the opportunity to use the full kitchen, you can have uh, entertaining, entertaining, uh, or you can uh, cook whatever you you wish for. And also, you have enough space to really make that time on board uh, a productive time, a relaxing time, a time with the family. You can really transform the cabin as if it was an apartment. And I have to congratulate you on the record-breaking 2021 VistaJet had surge in both annual subscription hours and number of members as a massive influx of wealthy travelers chose to avoid crowded commercial planes and airports. The entire industry has really cashed in on the boom in private travel. How did your marketing strategy and messaging evolve over the course of the last two years? The past two years have been uh, the more demanding years in marketing in my life. Um, the reason for that was that nobody knew what would happen next. And as everybody else, uh, every industry tried to adapt to really fit the needs of the day and trying to stay close to our customers. So what we did was uh, very much a new cycle exercise. We're trying to listen to what the worries of our customers were, what they might be facing every day. And we responded we had on average a new uh, announcement and a new service every two to three weeks. We started first with safety. That was the main concern. We onboarded uh, um, products to be able to do medical uh, service on every flight. Hmm. And we added 24 seven medical services on the ground to make people feel absolutely comfortable on every flight. So this was we, early on, right? This was early on. Early on, absolutely. Yeah, right. Then we started donating flights for repatriation and medical emergencies uh, because governments were in trouble and we were trying to support them. Then we started looking at uh, what we could do to um, work on the holidays, destinations and uh, times to feel safe and relaxed. So we work on a, on a program called Safe Heavens, mm -hmm. where we would be able to reserve uh, entire enclosed spaces for our customers. We had uh, a French uh, uh, valley uh, with uh, vineyards that you can go around on a bicycle just with the owners. Uh, we had an entire village on the in the American uh, mountains uh, just so that you could uh, spend time there with your family and you would rent out the entire village. And then we started building door-to-door -door services. Uh, we launched our jet to yacht services where every step of the way you were absolutely safe and enclosed. And then we did uh, the same for uh, the major suites uh, and uh, also mountain resorts and slopes. We even came up with a staycation service for Hong Kong and Mandarin Oriental going up in the air, going around and then staying at the Mandarin Oriental for a few days. We worked on uh, researches because people were asking us as one of the largest providers in the world uh, what is the future how can we forecast and that is where we discovered how much the industry the, the luxury travel industry needed our help to get through it and that is where we started accumulating a series of new partners that came to our door saying can we work together and you know excellence and quality is so difficult to achieve in, uh, in, in the world that we really did our best to try and support all the excellences in the value chain of the luxury travel because we wanted to come out of the pandemic in the best shape possible, not losing great talents. And the private aviation industry has been on fire and has proven its resilience during the pandemic, regaining momentum much quicker 
than commercial aviation. And as private jet charter demand spiked, a slew of new programs emerged from your competitors that make private flight even more efficient and affordable. So how, given this crowded runway, if you will, how does VistaJet position itself right now? VistaJet has always been about guaranteeing the availability of an aircraft anywhere in the world at any time. So it's always been positioned really and sitting on the top of the pyramid. Um, We like to uh, create our services so that we can claim that flying VistaJet is better than owning your own jet. Now, what you've seen in the market is uh, a lot of the companies uh, being new entrants to the market, trying to disrupt the old models. And what we have done, and what we've been doing it for four years now, almost five, we have been expanding our services beyond VistaJet, um, and we have acquired other companies so that we are now able to offer the entire suite of services for every customer in private aviation. Through our sister company, EXO, we can offer um, instant booking through our app to over 2,000 aircraft. And you can book from one seat to an entire aircraft. You can uh, charter an aircraft and sell seats from it. We are opening up shuttles. um, And so the reality is that as a group, nobody has the infrastructure that Vista has built. We have the highest level of safety. We know the local requirements in every country, so it's not a passenger's concern. We'll take care of that. But at the same time, we have the volumes to get priority anywhere in the world, in every in every uh, airport in the world, because we are one of the largest players. And the difference, I think, is that a lot of new entrants are trying to build it, whereas VistaJet and the Visa Group have already built it. And before the pandemic, I was reading this McKinsey study that showed like 93% of people who could afford to fly private currently did not. How much of your business over the last two years were first-time private flyers? Well, let me just give you another number that absolutely matches what you were saying. Uh, During 2020, we experienced a, a demand that was five times bigger than 2019. Hmm. Demand measured as number of people who contacted us trying to fly. So not necessarily people who actually flew, right? Because the number of flights was actually reduced depending on which flights we were allowed to operate. But if you start saying five times more demand, um, you start realizing how many of these people were actually people who could afford to fly private. Uh, many were curious people, but most purchased when they were allowed to do it. And we captured, because of our positioning and our clear positioning, we captured the top end of the new entry. So the ones that came to us are the ones that can decide to stay after tasting the product. Right. In fact, we are still posting double-digit growth as of now, but not double-digit. We're talking 30, 50, 70% year-on-year even after the recovery. Um, So everyone who was coming our way has actually stayed. And we've been very, very pleased with the loyalty of our customers, even as we were operating in imperfect conditions. Because as you know, every airport and every FBO was completely full. Aircraft availability was at its lowest because of demand being so high. So our customers have been incredibly accommodating with us. 
understanding what the current limitations were. And now we've seen uh, our um, growth being absolutely uh, monumental. Uh, the destinations and the places they've gone to have changed. Of course, uh, you have to consider that based on regulations, uh, um, business people would only be able to fly where they were allowed to. Right. It is a business tool, right? So we first saw a big impact influx into Europe. Then uh, as Europe was closing during the pandemic, they moved to the US. Then Asia restarted again, and then it closed up again. The beauty of having a global business that is based on mobile assets is that we were allowed to move them anywhere the demand was. So for us, yes, it's been tricky, but compared to most other industries, we were allowed to adapt to where the demand was. So aside from being wealthy, describe VistaJet's core customer. Who gets what you do and is obsessed with the brand and what you do? That's a very good question. Um, let's see if I've been observing them uh, uh, well enough. Well, first and foremost, they know what they want. Most of them are self-made people, uh, successful business people that have been flying private for a long time, whether it is uh, uh, on their own fortune, so because they became ultra hundred worth individuals, or whether it is because they are head of big corporations, they don't want to lose time. So for them, it's not about projecting high-end luxury. Our task is to help them relax, take back their own time. So even if uh, when you will read our press releases and our website, et cetera, it all sounds very white glove service. The reality is that we really focus on uh, purposeful service. Say that you are a, a CEO of a company, you just want to be able to work or sleep properly. So our service is all about reducing jet lag, giving you the right food to make you perform at destination. It's not just fancy wines and fancy, um, and fancy dishes. Um, if you are flying with your family sometimes, you just need help uh, understanding when the kids are going to be a little bit restless and uh, find a way to diffuse their boredom. And that is what we train our hostesses in. So more than uh, Uber luxury service, I would say that it is the most attentive services we try to go for. Because eventually, even though they are incredibly successful people, the most important thing for them is... Uh, um, making every minute count and be pleasurable so they can go on to the next thing. The way they become addicted, well, um, we try to make everything feel seamless and effortless. The worst thing we could do is to pass on any anxiety or stress to our customers. Mm -hmm. And the biggest satisfaction for me was uh, when one of our customers, a couple of years ago, I've been here for a couple, for three years, came to me and said, you know what, Matteo, I would say that this is what flying private should be. So trying to bring to life that is not easy, absolutely. Uh, you, you really need to observe, try to understand what is needed and what is not, and just be able to s remove everything that, that, that doesn't add value to them. We were, uh, we launched our VisaJet to Golf campaign uh, uh, last month. And I was interviewing John Ram uh, down in California mm -hmm. and I was sitting on a 7,500 with him. Uh, and I said, off the record, John, what can we do? Because, I mean, we are working on innovation projects and new services every month, right? What can, what can we do for you? And he goes, Matteo, seriously, 
there is nothing else I could ask for. So the reality is that it's all about being ready, thinking what might be needed, have it at hand, keep it simple, and be ready for complex. Are you seeing more families? There's been a lot of family flying uh, during the last couple of years. I think that is a reaction to the fact that uh, a lot of people have been working from everywhere and working from everywhere meant staying for longer periods of time in an area of the world or another. So they would bring their families with them. So we, yes, we have seen a lot of families going around uh, on uh, jets uh, because of this new way of uh, living throughout the world. And the last several years or so, it seems Vista has been on a shopping spree for acquiring other private jet operators. The most recent deals that I was reading about was for Air Hamburg and just even more recently, Jet Edge. Is this part of the private aviation world domination plan? What's the big, what's the big picture here? <laughs> I love how you're describing it. Yes, it sounded a little bit like that. Consider that between the two of them, uh, we get access uh, to about 170 aircraft. So yes, it is quite a big shopping spree. Uh, it's like uh, after you get your bonus, right? Um, <laughs> the reality is uh, that we had planned for acquiring more aircraft in line with our growth. Now, historically, VisaJet growth has been around 25% a year, 25 to 30% a year since its inception, right? Very regular, steady, planned development, do more marketing, uh, get more customers, get more aircraft, and then restart the cycle. During the pandemic, we realized that all that we've been seeding uh, had started catching the eyes of a lot more people all at once. And even if we had planned uh, acquiring more uh, aircraft, we were struggling to get more crew, et cetera. So we said, why should we try to go alone about this? Why can't we try to join forces with uh, some of the best companies out there? Now, if you think about our Hamburg, they were number one operator in Europe in terms of uh, uh, flight arranged, where Vista was number one for number of hours flown. So it was always a head to head. So we started discussing and we said, you know what, we, we can do better when we are together because we have extra customers that we need to, um, we have customers that we want to sit on our planes and we can actually deliver more services to your existing customers if you come on our platform. So that was really a, a chairman to chairman conversation saying, we can do better for our customers. And Jet Edge was doing a similar uh, thing in the US. It was the fastest growing uh, uh, super mid uh, uh, operator in the US. Um, and they were trying to understand how can we go global? And we said, we already have a global platform. Your customers need that. And we need more space and more opportunities to serve our customers in the United States. And we have a limitation in number of aircraft. So, our mission is not global domination, is uh, offering the perfect service for every customer in private aviation. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to uh, offer global services, simple tariffs, ultimate service, and creating this beacon of excellence. Um, that, and, and we're doing it now, offering additional services to cater to, to every stage in your life, from the seated all the way to managing your own plane and make it almost as good as uh, onboarding a VistaJet plane. So let's talk about you. So you have an interesting background. Before you joined VistaJet in 2016, you worked in marketing at mostly luxury fashion companies such as Gucci, Paul Smith, and Bottega Veneta. First, how was it transitioning into the aviation industry? It was uh, very 
very interesting. I came in uh, not knowing what I was accepting, but I had been for so many years in fashion that I started to doubt myself as being able to bring new ideas to the table. I would see all these uh, young kids coming in with all the hunger I had 15 years before. And I said, you know what? Maybe I should challenge myself taking up a product that I don't know at all. The continuity element, of course, were the customers, because when you've been dealing with uh, brands like Bottega Veneta, of course, uh, I remember selling uh, a 75,000 pounds uh, bag, $120,000 right. bag here in London uh, to a customer, right? So you are quite accustomed to creating great service and making people fall in love with things. So that was my, my expertise, the one that I was bringing over. But what I discovered in private aviation was actually that by being able to dedicate yourself entirely to the ultra high net worth individuals, they are an incredible source of inspiration. When price point is not a limitation, you can create almost anything. And private aviation really freed uh, the innovation for me. Um, as long as a service has a purpose, there might be a customer out there that wants it. It's every flight is unique. Every time you reinvent something, it likes, it's like moving between a pret a and alta moda, right? right. And, and when you go into that high fashion level, um, that is where you learn about the individuals. I already had a lot of experience on local cultures, different ways to buy, and also how to support self-representation and understanding the why behind a purchase. And seeing the person behind the headlines, being able to be in private aviation and being exposed to a level of customers uh, like the ones we have uh, is incredible because you really see the human behind the myth. You work with governments, you go, you work with the top CEOs, uh, big inventors, uh, the people with most success in the world, uh, and you see them in their private life and uh, how nice they are most of the time. You recently wrote an article in Forbes on the changing face of luxury. In it, you discuss how brands should become irrelevant, how you say it's a symbol of the moment to fit perfectly in somebody's life at a specific moment. So can you talk a little bit more about this specific idea and what strategies are you exploring for VistaJet to make it a symbol of the moment in people's lives when they can choose to spend their money on a number of different types of luxury goods? People flying VistaJet, as I was saying, are, are so successful. There's no way you can impress them, okay? They are the one who are leading the world to what it will be in the next 50 years. So as a marketer, the first thing I had to say is, okay, here I need to take a, a humble approach and help our brand represent a valid and trusted partner in these people's life. So a symbol of the moment for me is something that you say, oh, you remember 20 years ago when I had this item or I love this brand because it was performing this task in my life and my life was influenced by it. So if these people are giving us uh, their time and the trust to bring them to the most important business deals of their life, or when they give us their families to protect, that is where we have a role to play as a partner in their life. And that is a big, powerful, emotional door that opens between our brand, our services, our product, and our customers. 
Because if life is freedom to choose how to spend, free of necessities, right? Then our task is adding value to the personal time through the best product we can design. So the question we always have in our hand here at VistaJet is uh, how can we transform the lost time of transportation into time to love? Time with people, time for yourself, uh, incredible services, inspirational services. Uh, we cannot compare ourselves with other aviation services, right? We want to stand tall among the best in any industries. We want to produce excellence of uh, of the type of time you spend with us. So people can be able to move between uh, different options. They decide how they're going to spend their time. The fact that they decide to spend it on one of our aircraft is a big gift to us, a big gift, an opportunity to spend time together. We have been launching new, new programs every year and best flattering possible our competitors have been following. And this is just what we designed for when you create your marketing ideas, do you draw inspiration from other categories like fashion or the art world, such as developing creative collaborations or forging dynamic partnerships? One of the people I admired most in, through my career was uh, Sir Paul Smith. Mm -hmm. And as he always said, you can find inspiration in everything. And if you can't, look again. Um, so more or less every day, I read uh, three newspapers and about 10 newsletters to see where our brands can add value and to see how other people are trying to transform themselves to fit into people's lives. We always look for partners with the same spirits. So definitely fashion, art, food, hospitality, car industry, racing, uh, uh, technology, every one of these services has something incredible to give us. And when we can try to do something together, we will do it. When we can take inspiration and launch our own things, we will do that as, as well. The key thing is the spirit. The spirit is of service and surprise. Trying to put a smile on the on our client's face. I'm sure VistaJet collects a ton of information on its customers, you know, profiles, travel patterns, etc. How does VistaJet use the data it collects to create more authentic connections with its customers? You know what? Um, there is the transactional data where they fly. But of course, that has been highly impacted in the last few years from the travel restrictions. Uh, so we used to have a, an historical uh, data database where we knew exactly when people would go to uh, the Mediterranean, when to the Maldives, uh, when uh, to work in New York, uh, and when, uh, uh, and then we would observe uh, capital movements between uh, South America and Africa or uh, Russia to Middle East, etc. We captured all these new things. The reality is that the most important thing is that we are about personal relationships. And we observe customers when they fly. We are literally in their kitchen, in their lounge, in their bedroom. Our cabin hostesses and our crew on the planes can observe their real behaviors as human beings. So at the end of every flight, we get a feedback from our cabin hostesses, helping us understand what happened on that flight, what was loved, what was missing, what didn't work, what we can do better next time. And so our innovation function has literally contact with our customers on every, every single flight. Let me give you an example. Priorities have changed. It was all about safety mm -hmm. and it was about trusting partners. 
by being able to change the way we were doing the services on board, we noticed an increase in loyalty. People would stop looking at the price points and started saying, you know what? I do trust though that person that I flew with the other day. I do trust uh, the client service team that helped me arrange that perfect flight. And that was the biggest, you know, the biggest thing that came out of the last two years. And now as we were bouncing, um, what I've noticed a lot is a new sense of adventure, uh, a sense of trying new things as if uh, people were stopping and waiting uh, and doing less things for show and more for personal fulfillment. Most of our customers are incredibly curious and willing to learn. And they're very aware that time is truly the most limited resource in their arsenal. So that I think is what we've been observing. And that's how you, you create that real, real connection with them. So I want to talk about China. Um, along with China's financial bounce back from the pandemic, although they're having issues now, both companies and high net worth individuals in the country have sharply elevated their use of private jets. And at the same time, it's also become very competitive there too. What has been VistaJet's strategy in China? China has a, a very specific type of aircraft. More often than not, it tends to be not the latest generation aircraft. A lot of the aircraft in the region is still legacy aircraft. And the biggest successes we've seen is uh, always having the latest uh, aircraft and the latest technology. So the Chinese business people really respond well to having state-of-the-art service and uh, aircraft. And also they really, really care about uh, direct connections. They don't want to lose time, even more than uh, European and even more than uh, uh, Americans. They're really, really clear on maximizing everything they get. So for us, one of the biggest successes at the moment is the 7500, especially at a time we're doing flyover or uh, stopovers is so tricky and complicated. Um, the global 7500 has been really a game changer for nonstop flight connecting Asia to the rest of the world. And even during the pandemic, we were the biggest uh, companies in terms of permits uh, in and out of, of China. There aren't too many private air charter operators who are using cryptocurrency these days, but those who have are saying that it's becoming a popular way to pay for private flights. Does VistaJet accept crypto payments yet? We do not yet, but never say never. Um, we have started welcoming on board uh, uh, as members uh, some of the most successful crypto entrepreneurs. Uh, so believe me, they started asking about it very vocally. So I would not be surprised if at some point uh, uh, my no for now becomes a yes. And we're also seeing a growing number of private aviation firms are offering special programs and experiences geared towards lovers of the art, music, theater, and other passions. Is that something VistaJet does? We were the one actually starting the trend. Uh, we launched it uh, three years ago and by now, uh, because what is a flight if not going somewhere or, for, or so to something you really love? Uh, passions and being where they are, that is the active part of our customer's life. So our uh, VistaJet started first trying to establish excellence in the air, and that was the first uh, 12 years of its life. In the last three or four years, it's been all about fulfilling the passions. So we have a, a 
fine wine program. We have a children programs. We have a, a jet to race uh, through our partnership with Ferrari, jet to yachts, uh, where we can uh, make you go anywhere on any yacht in the world through the, our partnerships with the top five brokers in the world. We have jet to golf, uh, where we bring you to play with the best players in the world. Uh, we had uh, um, we were the main sponsor of the Rockefeller Collection auction with Christie's a few years ago. Mm -hmm. That we produced 38 events with them and we were bringing people all over the world, meeting the family directly, eating at their uh, restaurant, seeing the mansion, seeing the art in the uh, first, uh, first hand. And there's more coming in the world of art because being part of the experience is what life is about. And the special thing we try to do with Visited is to try to make the experience start from the moment you leave your home not only when you arrive at destination. So everything we do always includes an element of that own, of your own passion and your experience inside the cabin on your way to the, to the actual event. Private jets account for about 2% of the total greenhouse gases generated by air travel, but their levels are set to rise as the growing ranks of super affluent increasingly embrace flying private. Last year, VistaJet said it's committing to carbon neutrality by 2025 and pushing the industry to go further than the current goal of 50% reduction of emissions by 2050 set by the global business aviation community. How are you going about doing that? We have been working on our sustainability program uh, for the past five years. It's uh, been a nonstop challenge. It is an incredibly difficult task. The reality is that the technology is not where we want it to be. And so what we decided to do is not to wait and, uh, wait and, and not wait for electric aircraft or hydrogen powered aircraft that will not be available for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, right. especially on the long haul, which is the services we offer. And of course, not having a perfect solution, we had to build a plan that goes across uh, 10 different pillars. Um, of course, the most obvious one and the quickest win is uh, carbon offsetting, but we know that that is only a temporary measure. So for carbon offsetting, uh, we have uh, recruited the top uh, uh, projects in the world, and that is something that we started immediately. But more interesting than that, we have invested in aircraft with uh, uh, lower consumption. Now, try to imagine a global 7500, which is the longest and biggest uh, uh, business jet ever built, has lower consumption than uh, uh, the global 6000. Um, so we are trying to invest in aircraft that consumes less. The second biggest thing that we're doing is technology. You have no idea how much we are being able to reduce in terms of our emissions uh, by using our routing tools more efficiently. So we have been the first one to publish our GHG, the greenhouse gas audits and our TCFD, the financial disclosure audits uh, on our website, right? Um, when you go through that, Scott, you realize that 90% of our emissions, 90, more 96% of our emissions are fuel related. So that was the first thing we need to tackle. Fuel emissions can be reduced by better routing, and we have new software for that. Can be reduced by adopting SAF, which is an acronym for Sustainable Aviation Fuel. 
which is a fuel that throughout its uh, uh, journey gets to reduce 86% emissions. So we are pushing our customers to adopt private aviation uh, service uh, SAF as often as we can. Mm-hmm. And we're looking to increase that as fast as we can, because that is going to be the biggest solution. But last year, we launched the first uh, program to be able to fly with SAF anywhere in the world. We, of course, uh, worked on our offices, uh, on our partnerships, uh, trying to reduce uh, our impact at every step of the way. So uh, in uh, technical jargon, we said that we move from scope one, which is the emissions uh, based on uh, our actual product usage, to scope two, which is a supporting function, to scope three, which is partners and uh, the wider community of the value chain that impacts us. So what can we expect from VistaJet this year? Well, as you said, we have more aircraft coming, uh, more 7500, more 350s, and uh, the full Air Hamburg and Jet Edge joining our ranks. Uh, More experts. uh, We are growing in technology incredibly, so our backends. Just try to imagine uh, the advantages we can bring to everyone in terms of reduction in price and reduction of emissions through AI and moving aircraft only where it needs to go, right? So that is going to be another big push for us, optimizing that. Um, We have uh, Lone Star, the fastest Wi-Fi in the air. We are looking to continue to support uh, business flights in the best way possible. Uh, More safety on board. And then we're looking at new programs uh, for passions. But unfortunately, I cannot disclose them now. Uh, Thought we could break something. Matteo, my final question is the luxury item question, which I ask all my guests. So if you were, yeah, so if you were stranded on a deserted island and you can only have one luxury item with you, what would that luxury item be? It can't be a VistaJet. So that's any form of air (laughs) transportation is out of the question. It can't be any form of water transportation. It can't be anything that requires mobile service that you can call somebody to get you off that island. It's just you, a lot of sand, a lot of palm trees surrounded by miles and miles of ocean. What would that one luxury item be that you would like to have with you? I think it would be a book. A book, perfectly bound first edition of 100 Years of Solitude. Characters (laughs) would keep me company on my stretch of desert island that you just described, as long as I'm there. And the binding uh, will always remind me of uh, our power to handcraft uh, beauty. And the paper will always remind me how fragile beauty can be. I love that answer, Matteo. Matteo Atti, Executive Vice President of Marketing Innovation at VistaJet. Thank you so much for joining me on The Luxury Item. Thank you so much, Scott. It's been a pleasure. That's it for this episode of the Luxury Item Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this useful and entertaining, I would be really grateful if you can share it with a friend or colleague. I would love it if you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other listeners find us. The Luxury Item Podcast is a production of Silvertone Consulting. I'm your host, Scott Kerr. Until next time.